Welcome to Puro S-A-F-C, Shattuck and Clayton, and our special guest, David Stolarski. David Stolarski. <laughs> what are we going to call Dave tonight, Clayton? We've been talking about this a lot. Well, he's a man that wears many hats that I know of, and so it could be, uh, some people may even recognize the voice already, because he, he also goes by the moniker DJ Kilbasa. <sighs> And it can be heard from 4 until 7 p.m. on the Third Coast Music Network on 90.1 KSYM. And this isn't a shameless plug. There's probably some people out there that are here. My son, Charlie, knows that Dave is on Monday night. And he says, and when I go and pick him up at school, he says, that's Dave. That's Dave. Dave's on Mondays. I want to listen to Dave. So Mondays. That. Four to seven. Four to seven. Ninety point one. KSYM. Third DJ Coast Music. Kielbasa. Yeah. Third DJ, Coast Music do, Network. Will you do your intro? Thanks. I know you all. Wait. Well, you know why we played that song? <laughs> That's right. It's, what? It's the intro song for my Third Coast show, done by the Birds from Sweetheart of the Rodeo album, and uh, I've been playing that as the first song for my show. I like it. It's a Dylan song, done by the Birds. Has it always been the first song? How long have you been doing that? Even uh, yeah, even when I did the guest DJ show, that I started with that one. I've been oh, about six years now. And you know what? There's really nothing more Puro San Antonio than hosting a radio show on KSY, KSYM. And that's at the college, and, yes. And that's why we have Dave here tonight. That's why we have Dave in the isolation bar slash the stimulus bar. The slash the, bar slash the Club 1400. Because this is the Puro SAFC podcast. And there's really no one that I know that's more Puro San Antonio soccer than Dave Stolarski. Well, that's that's uh, I'm gonna, I'm giving him that mo- I'm giving him that moniker right now. And in SA- SAFC fits in too because that's how I know Matthew. You know, I've known Clayton for many years. In fact, teammates. Yeah, uh, I coached him. Yep, coached him up some. Oh yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna go through this. But but yes, uh, but yeah, I only know Matthew for a year or two as a. SAFC connection when I found out he did podcast and got to know how interesting he was. How did we meet, Dave? It was at the stadium, absolutely for sure. Absolutely for sure. If I'm wrong, well, you told me you were at the... If uh, I'm wrong. (laughs) No, you told me... If you're wrong. If I'm wrong. No, you told me that uh, (laughs) you were at the... 50th anniversary of the I want to get something out of this. I want to know what I get if you're wrong. No, no. You get nothing. Because uh, because, because I could be wrong. Uh, you, I don't remember meeting you that day. You rode up to uh, to uh, Squirrel Soccer on a Sunday. 
and saw Rome Garza. Oh, okay, that was before play, before so I either, saw you at SAFC, yes. Either he yelled at you or you yelled at him. Well, I rode my bikes past the squirrel group that plays in Breckenridge on Sunday mornings. And I stopped my bike and I said, oh, man, this is interesting. It looks like pickup soccer. Some quality soccer. Oh, right? yeah, man. These guys I, are excellent. I, 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 I could hang with this bunch. <laughs> And then I saw Romeo, a uh, guy I, who I coached a while back, and I think there were a couple other people I knew there. But, yes, that was – you're right. I, I owe you something for being Ooh, I think some beers in the fridge. <laughs> okay. But, Dave, well, I, I've got – I want to go – so, but you're not a San Antonio native. Hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, I'm sorry. Can we – let's set the stage here. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. We're back in the stimulus bar. Tuesday yes. night. Yep. Salud, Clayton. Yes, thank you. Salud, DJ Kilbasa. Thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> And My pleasure. We're keeping we're keeping rolling with our special guests during sure the, during, during February. I don't know I don't know how much longer we can keep it going, but this week we kept it going. The Puto Pod preseason. Yeah, it's exactly what Matthew's and Matthew's bef- set up, and we're, that's what we're doing. The only reason I'm doing all this intro is because I can't forget to shout out Mr. Adam Shepard, whoever you are, Adam Shepard. Thank you. Random email arrived that said, "Hey, great job on the pod." Here's some money for H-E-B to buy some beer for the pod den. And we did that. We got Yingling, we got Modelo, and we got Hoppadillo, and we're drinking your beer, Adam. Thank you so much. That's how social media works. I think he's now a friend of the pod. He's not a friend in real life, but he's a friend of the pod because we're drinking beer. Yeah. Uh, Other listeners, feel free. Yeah. I, I didn't even know you could do that. Send money to strangers. Spectacular. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. Clayton, that's. I just wanted to check that off my list before I forget because it's the kind of thing I would forget and never say. Got it. So, so, so for some of our list, Dave, you are not a you're not a San Antonio native. No. All right. You are originally from where? I grew up in St. Louis. All right. Came here right out of high school to attend St. Mary's University. All right. Now I have a question for you and for our listeners, Dave is. I'm. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. What you are a different generation than me and Matthew. Right, yes. like yes. you're you probably one generation older than us. Yes. Is that a good? Is Your that a good son. My son is the same age as Matthew. There we go. Right. So, um, my question for you is: in St. Louis, how? Um, where did where did your love of soccer come from? Oh well, I played for my grade school first in the Catholic Youth Council CYC soccer league in in St. Louis. It was big, you know. During that time, the NASL, the first kind of real pro league, was all full of St. Louis players because that was like the heart of American soccer, St. Louis was. Yeah, that's what, that's the... So I got plenty of it. I wasn't like a great player or anything, but I played ever since I was like in second grade. So like it wasn't, so soccer was a was a big deal in St. Louis when you were growing it was. up. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a secondary third sport or anything like that. No, like, pe- but, but I would say... All the kids I grew up with, we played soccer, we played basketball, we played baseball, and we played football. We played all the sports in season. So when soccer came around, we played it. But it was one of the big sports. Oh yeah, and it's it was big. And St. Louis is a is, I mean, we know kind of as soccer historians that St. Louis was and is kind of a hotbed of talent at that at that time. And yes. that just like the we, Ke- the Keo family, yeah, right? Do you remember the first family yeah, of when when when. Uh, U.S. beat England in uh, World Cup in, what was it, 1950 or something like yes. that. Yeah. Uh, th- about half the guys on the team were from St. Louis. Right. Yeah. And are they were they like American-Americans or were they from uh, they were? Pe- people along the There were plenty you know, of along them, the just, Mississippi that... Just American-Americans, uh, but there were also, you know, uh, 
uh, guys from other countries who were there working and stuff. The the guy who scored the goal was Haitian, right? Joe Geishens was from New York City, Haitian. Yeah, he was Haitian. So, you know, yes. Uh, but most what? of the... Most of the but St. Louis well, gave you a good foundation to love the game. Yes. What do you think accounts for that love? Is it in an immigrant city? Is it... Did it come... With the Europeans in 1900? Yeah, I, think, I honestly think the Germans and Italians, you know, St. Louis is, uh, had various ethnic enclaves, the, the Italian Hill, the uh, Dutch town, Germantown. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, right? They're German, yes. My, my neighborhood was Polish, you know, uh, and all the different, uh, you know, groups had their uh, Catholic school soccer teams and the Catholic high schools all played at that time and you know, there weren't high schools playing in, in San Antonio I read a in big, the 60s. I read a big article sure. in um do you remember that magazine that we used to get Matthew Howler. that was like folio Howler. about about a um an amateur team from St. Louis that's like that that always does well in the uh in the Lamar Hunt US yes. Open Cup and like they are known as, as Kudis my, maybe I don't know Kudis was one of them they won it a number of times but yeah, but like, but the article was saying that, that St. Louis has always been a hotbed. It's it provided a foundation. And and St. Louis University was yeah. one of the first success, successful university teams. They won national championships. Now, next question: Did you play soccer at St. Mary's? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hold on. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. I want to play a game. Okay. Dave's gonna take a little break here. Clayton, I've got Dave Stolarski's resume here. Okay. How many clubs do you think you can name? You have not seen his resume. I have not seen the curriculum. I kept it out of, of your right, right Dave, hands. Dr. Dave Stolarski, DJ Kilbasa. Well, give me a number of how many teams you think you can name. Oh, man. Uh, and, uh, that he has either coached or played for? I will tell you a number. Uh, coached or played for, and let's say that there's up to 20 nameable, that, but, you know, no, Lion, no, these are coached, sorry. Out of his eight... Name teams. How many do you think you can name? I can. Pro- I probably get five. I get five or six. Oh, five or six. And yeah. I and I've known Dave. So let me know. So first of all, Dave was the coach at St. Mary's University. Dave. I, ha- I have that, and I know that because I attended Dave Stolarski's uh, summer camp. Dave Stolarski as, as a camper, and <laughs> and I remember us getting to have a pillow fight at the at the end, and and some assholes would tape up their cleats and put those in there. It wasn't Dave, and it, it was wasn't you. me. It wasn't, no, it was not me. <laughs> that it sounds was not so me. like but you. No, no, no. Dave had, Dave had it, and Dave recruited me to come play for a team uh, called The Machine, and it just, soccer was very new to me and my family back then when I had first moved here to San Antonio. That's two of and them. And we didn't challenge, okay, so I got ding, that. Ding, ding. All right. Um, then Dave and I crossed paths again when I came back from law school, and the defense attorney I was working for played co-ed soccer with Dave Stolarski, and I played on their co-ed team, yes. and I don't remember what our name the was. Ducks. Yeah. It was oh, the Ducks. Yeah, it called the Ducks. That doesn't count. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, come on. I should get I credit for that. I said name the team. Not... I should get credit for that. They're not, they're not on my resume. But that was, that was... That was a that was a plane at like three in the afternoon on a Thursday. I didn't hear in the jokes. summer, and that was kick the ball and Clayton go and get it. <laughs> We're at two. Back when Clayton could do that. <laughs> We're at two. Right. Then, then Dave was like, "All right, I remember Clayton. He's proven himself in the co-ed, co-ed thing. <laughs> but before that, not team name. I would go out to Lackland Air Force Base and play with Dave." 
and and my and the attorney that I worked for, Jay Norton. Yeah, and we would play it at, at, during lunchtime. Okay, at Lackland Air Force Base. Lunchtime soccer. Lunchtime soccer. Yeah. Dang. All right. Called lunchtime okay. soccer. I attended their and, 50th yes. anniversary. Yeah. No, that wasn't international. This was just no, no. He, he's I talking about the lunchtime the soccer. Lunchtime oh, okay. Soccer. All right. Got it. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got this it. This last year in the skybox, you were probably yes. up yes. there. I, no, no, no. I saw it. And I was like, this is amazing. This is what SAFC should be doing. They should, every not every home game, they should say, if you look up on art during halftime, they say, look up at the veranda or at the patio. Tonight we're celebrating so-and-so and so-and-so and, yeah. and 50 years of playing soccer life. Thank you for your contributions to, to San Antonio soccer, Dave Stolarski. They should yeah. do that every way. We've talked about that. But anyway, so going back, there's um, International, which Dave coached, played for uh, – you managed for years, 40 years, Dave? Yeah, and, and again, the international, was, there was the Pearl International, there was the Old Boys, there was the, I don't know, Legends, Legends. for a while, uh, and they also, like, International 61 for a while, so there were, over the 60 years of that club, right. um, it, it had some different names I'm, in. I'm going to add one, Dave and I coached together for a couple of seasons, I helped coach his son's team. Jake's team, and I don't know what was the name of our team. Dave, it was it, it was like we had a kid named Cougar. Ted. It was we like had, Cougars. Yeah, we had a kid named Ted that <laughs> yeah. up front that was from Africa, from somewhere, and scored all kinds of goals. And we overachieved with that team. We ended up doing spectacular. I introduced the two four four in a playoff game. Okay, uh, okay. but anyway, okay. I get credit for that one. Uh, all right, whatever. Cougars. I don't know what it was called. But I think you're hitting your five. Oh, yeah. I'm there. I'm over. So I'm going to stop right there because we don't want to spend <laughs> an hour. There's too much good stuff to talk about. Weren't the International Legends also Pearl? I, if maybe they were, but they were Pearl right at the start when I was first there. It was That was really interesting. I was a freshman in my dorm, and some guy came up and said, Hey, you know, we'd like to get you to play on our Sunday men's team. Do you think you want to? come out and they came and picked me up every uh wednesday night to take me to practice and every sunday they'd come and pick me up and that team had it was it really was international as a bunch of italian and german english guys and what years what years were that day it would have been the first year i played for those guys was 1968 um and uh you know <laughs> italians germans and there was a guy on the team named gus the greek you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, it was it was like that. That, and, that and, team went to Europe twice. That the international Pearl International went to Europe in 1976 and in 1980. Played games in England and Germany. And for people that are interested with the history of of local soccer here in San Antonio, how how many teams back then do you think were were like? How many Men's games? League? How many different teams would y'all play against, or would you just play the same guys every every week? Men's League yeah, at that time, it, you know, it was. You know, we would play a normal eight-team uh, round in the fall and then in the spring, something like that. Okay. And that was a whole city, eight teams. No, because there was a Southside League. So oh. that was the San Antonio League. There was also a, a, a I guess they called it the Latin American League. That really? Played, played down at Normoyle Park. Would you ever play between them? <laughs> I played for both leagues. But I mean, every once in a while. And there was some crossover. Guys would get pissed off. <laughs> At the Latin League, they'd come up there and vice versa. Um, Clayton, you missed one team that I can't believe you didn't get. Because you were going through his hit, his life story. Yeah. 
played at St. Mary's University. Yes. Says his resume. Oh, wait, I asked him. I asked him, and he, he gave that away. So that's not really, yeah. There so you go. Yeah. You know just about all of them. Yeah. One of my teammates at St. Mary's University was Anson Dorrance. Wow. The second year I played, he was he was on the team, didn't play much. He played for, stayed for one year, and that is mentioned in his uh, in his book. Tell the listeners who don't know that who that is. Yeah, that he is. was uh, he's the head coach of the uh, North Carolina University of North Carolina women's team, and he was also the coach of the U.S. women's national team when they won their first. Uh, uh, in the World Rose Cup. Bowl yeah. shirt off game. And he went to St. Mary's University? He went one year, yes. Really? Yes. I mean, if you read it in his book, you you would see that. Yeah, it's 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 that's like Kyle not, that's like Kyle Rote Jr. going to Swanee <laughs> for one year after transferring to Oklahoma. But anyway. You really undersold Anson Dorrance. I mean his North Carolina program was like undefeated for a decade, one like absolutely, the John absolutely. Wooden of women's soccer. Coaches. Yeah, like one of the most successful coaches in all sports. And how North many America. national championships at UNC? Yes, just yes. countless. And, and all his players played on the women's national team. How yes. was your How was your St. Mary's team in the nineteen late nineteen sixties? Well, it was it was a club, um, which meant graduate students could play. Okay, and we were in basically you know where St. Mary's was, was like four thousand people, but we were in a league with. University of Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, so it wasn't even NAIA back then. It was, oh, was no, it, no. It was a club team? Yeah, it was club. The, oh. the years I played, and in fact, the first two years when I coached, it was still club, and then it became varsity. But in those days, it was a tough league because, like, UT had all kinds of Iranian and other uh, nationals in their grad programs, and those guys, you know. Knew what they were doing. Were great players. <laughs> But my what team, was the what was the college and and just for some of our listeners that don't like how many colleges had soccer programs back then? I mean, uh, do, do you think the club uh, oh, several had club? Most of the big schools had clubs, but there were no varsities at that time. That, I mean, that, that they, didn't come. In fact, was you, there even an NCAA tournament back then? Yes, in the, in the United States, yes, but not in. But not in, you know, right, not, there were no teams. Texas teams. No, no Texas teams. Oh, really? Like, S- maybe I think S- maybe SMU, SMU was the first one that came over in North Texas. Maybe those were the first two. Well, SMU is still the only D1 program. Even till this day, University of Texas and Texas A&M don't have right, it's a Title IX, varsity. Yeah. It's a Title IX thing, right? Yeah. Like, there might be two D1 programs in Texas right now. Yeah. Does I asked Hayden Partain this last week. Dave, does college soccer still matter? It does. It does. Why? It, um... There's still good players that play in college. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You mean in somebody's um, Is it quest, quest to be a professional player? Maybe not so much that, but is that the only reason you play soccer? Is, you know, yes. that someday you're going to be uh, on Barcelona or Real Madrid? No, you play soccer because you enjoy it and it's good. And uh, you do, know. You, do you go watch college? What's the last college soccer game you went and saw? Yeah, good question. Been a long time. Do you ref college soccer games? No. So it's not a matter of availability? No. Why not, you think? Why, why don't I ref? Uh, no, why don't you go? Why don't I go? I don't know. That's, that's a... <laughs> Complicated question. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I, if I went to see anybody, it'd probably be St. Mary's, and I'm still... Uh, what years? What years were you the coach wait, 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 of St. Mary's? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You still what? <laughs> I, I still have some uh, uh, 
bad feelings about St. Mary's, about how I was treated, about how the, the program was treated. You left in? 1981. And how long were you the coach there? That was eight years. Okay. Wow. Eight years. And, and God bless them. They financed me to get my A, B, and C national license while I was there. You know, the was that your, paid for that. Was that your first job out of, out of college? Well, no, about the same time I was... No, no. I, I started that in 1974, but in 1971, I got my first job out of college working okay. for a research company. All right. So I was doing, doing both. All right. And what was what was coaching college like back th- back then and, and recruiting and stuff like that? How how well there, 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 you know I had no scholarships, so the, the recruiting was you know you could talk to some like San Antonio high school guys, but St. Mary's, our team was really good because there was a school in Lima, Peru that was a Marianist school. The guys like a sister school yes, kind of thing. It was Santa Maria in in Lima, Peru, <laughs> and they. Uh, they sent players all the time. So <laughs> students all the time. There were a lot of Peruvian students, but a lot of them were soccer players and very good soccer players. Did you ever go there? To Peru? No. Oh. I, I, I'm invited, and I really would like to go sometime. Danny Rojas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on the, the Cubillas family, we, there's, there's, the, there's a club here called Peru. Peru. Which is older, Peru or International Legends? Ooh, Dave's going to have to I would say that. a slight edge to the Legends. A slight edge. So International... You... To, we all three played on the oldest club in San Antonio. Yes, yes, absolutely. They need. We need to get Legends jersey up at SAFC Stadium. If they're about community, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Or, or you know, we need to have like a a party with people that have played on that team up on the veranda. You know what I'm saying? Like that I'm would saying, be nice. And say and say, ladies and gentlemen, the oldest club in San Antonio. You know, ongoing or maybe not ongoing, depending on. on yeah. On, you know, that's a big picture. That's a good point, Clayton. Like, they have military night. They have pride night. They, they parade the kids out there, you know? like but, I mean, we just got the promotional nights for this year, and it's military night, pride night, uh, Viva night. Great. Let's have, I, let's hey, have, let's have soccer, San Antonio soccer history night I'm uh, not, a few I'm, nights out of the I'm week. I'm not poo-pooing those nights, right. but those are all Spurs nights, aren't they? Yeah, kind of. Yes. And so they're taking the Spurs night and putting it in soccer, and the, the, the team says we're about community. Like, you know, bring back some of those guys that played on the the NASL the NASL team, Scorpions, you know, oh, or, or bring back <laughs> some of the Scorpions guys. Yes, or, or like, oh, you mean the old NASL? Yes, exactly. That yeah. they ran the stories about, like on the website last season or the season before last, and like soccer, San Antonio soccer through the through the history, like you know what generations during you know? the pandemic they published all those stories, right? Because there's no soccer being played, but now that soccer's back, well, story's gone. <laughs> right. We got to get Dave here. For okay. Him, you know, I got more questions. Can I ask him some questions? Of course you can. Well, wait. Do you want to keep going through the Dave CV? No, I mean, I was just, I was going linear, linearly, but you j- jump in. I don't have any real agenda. Uh, what's the best thing SAFC's done as a team, Dave? What? Oh, wait, no. Easier question. Easier question. Okay. You were a season ticket holder number... Yes. I, Do you know your number? No. Something like four or seven. <laughs> single digit, it's, right? It's something like that. Yeah. Well, cause, you know, we had season tickets for the Scorpions and then just rolled it over. So Same. the only the only year I didn't have it for the Scorpions was the first year. I went to a bunch of games, but they were in that football stadium. But, uh, God, the second year they moved into – and that's a, that was a wonderful thing that happened. Thank that, goodness. That, that field got built. 
Uh, it seemed like there were less fights once they moved into the into the regular field because it felt like a soccer yeah. game instead of just a just a bunch of dudes out there playing on a football field. Yeah, it's really something to be proud of. You know, you know, a lot of USL teams are playing on baseball stadiums are something that looks like uh, yeah, you know, something in a park someplace. You know, I remember one of the first things we did together was you invited me. Sit. I only noticed you were such an early season ticket holder. We went to Alan Marcina's was, unveiling. Was, right? That was so much fun. Yes. That was hilarious, and that was because you were something like season ticket holder four. Okay, you got both Spurs season tickets and SAS season I do. tickets. So I do. one reason I wanted to have you on is like as a season ticket holder, both as like the number four, but also just like a normal dude who watches the games. And we go to the games and we talk about it every week. And I talk to you about it every week. Yeah, I listen to you guys talk about it every week. It's it's very interesting to see the level of analysis you guys do. It's it, to me, uh, it's very very on point. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, man. Okay, so compare Spurs to SAFC, like as a season. Unless holder. we're picking goalies, and we'd say that Matt Cardone is retired, <laughs> well, and then gonna, he resigns the next day. <laughs> but that's another point. We're gonna go there. For sure. <laughs> With days to get him on record. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, 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 go. I'm sorry. My bad. Compare SAFC with Spurs. Like, oh, how do you feel? I'm so glad they did. I think that gives, you know, hope that there'll be longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not sure SAFC on its own would have survived this long. Did you go to the meeting last week or two weeks ago with, uh, not meeting, but the the supporters... The Crocketeers thing with, with Bobby Perez? I didn't. Okay. What do you think? Uh, what's something good that they do for... Uh, I don't know. I want to ask you about, like, are they doing a good job? Uh, and SAFC? Could, and what could they improve, basically? Yeah, SAFC. Well, first, I think the tickets are... Uh, you know, the most expensive tickets are 35 bucks or something. I mean, that's that's great. You know, that, that makes... Being a season ticket them affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their general manager. I like a lot. I, I trust him. I think he's got a real good feel for, you know, what's what's important to make a successful team. Okay, what can they improve? Okay, uh, I like. Well, uh, you, uh, things you guys already know about the paper tickets. Uh, that's one of the things. the The whole ordering online is not very smooth. I, you know, that's. Did you did you see the did you see the process? Have you figured out the process to get your uh, preseason ticket for in to, to get twenty six or whatever, or just to just to get it like to get a ticket. download just to get the ticket like for the preseason game that's coming up the oh. one game that we can attend. It's like a six step process. No, no I haven't. Have you I, seen I it? plan on going, but no, I didn't see the process. Is it? Yeah, I know you guys have that. Right. We're not going to beat the death worse. Yeah, so that's something, they the could, that's something they could do better. We, I recommended the team to a friend for Christmas, and he, his wife bought them, bought him tickets as a surprise, and they went to his old email address from like 12 years uh, ago. And I was like, oh, for the love of God, <laughs> it's starting again. The ticket nightmare. So it's a dead horse, but it's back, baby. Yeah. But thank you, though, for bringing that up because... Just sort of like we, we're not like the cranky old men that are like, get off my yard, you know, like get off my lawn. Like that's that's an ongoing thing that they need to address. Yes. Yeah. I'm a, I just asked for paper tickets today okay. for the season. I'm getting them. I, I, I personally didn't have that much trouble with it. So, 
you know, you have Henry to deal do with. Do you have your do you have a one season ticket rep that handles your Spurs tickets and your SMC no. tickets? No. Do you have a different one? Yeah, and See, we, we have I split my tickets with with uh with Willie and he uses his SAF or his Spurs rep like when like we can't figure something out, no. it's like, dude, figure this out for us, and he'll and he helps us out. So they do they do do good when you do have problems. If you have someone yes. to contact that you know, they are very good with that. I'm going to give them that. Yes, like, I do that certainly with the Spurs. I I have luck, although they just changed my rep. And same with SAFC. I we had um, CJ for I don't great. know three or four years. I really liked him, and I knew if I ever had any issues, he would uh, fix them up for me. But I, I, we have a new person, so. Until I have some more experience, I'll yeah. defer. Okay. Is there anything else? If Okay. If you were in charge of SAFC, what would you change? Oh, boy. And it can be realistic yeah. or not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Better um, traffic management. When? After a game. <laughs> yeah. It is bad getting out of there. It really is, it is bad. It, it is it, bad it, it's worse than it has to be. Because it's easier to get out of the free parking than the season ticket parking, yeah. which is kind of jacked And up. isn't it weird that they, they have these problems? Because they, they have the problem with the Spurs games, too, right? How they won't let you go back downtown. Yep. Like, when you leave. Yeah, they, you have to they, go to Iowa 10. They, they force you to go out to the That's east side. That's why I, I changed all, my we're parking sudden, pass. For yeah, that. where all of a sudden, if you have to go pee, you're like, dude, <laughs> this is bad news. This is bad news. But anyway. Yeah, so something like that I think would yeah. make me happier, better okay. use. But Time I'm pretty you... happy. I really look forward to going to the games. It's a a nice. What's your favorite part of games? <laughs> well, you know what my habit is is watching the first half from upstairs. I like seeing it from up top. Well, what, for what, a tell while. our listeners what your full. You have a full like. You like to go and have like a pregame meal at one place. We usually go. You, yeah, I usually meet Joel Bixler at uh, uh, El Jarro on uh, two eighty one in Bitters. We have a celebratory drink and something <laughs> to eat, and then go to get to the stadium by try to buy, buy seven, get a drink upstairs at the at the upstairs bar, kind of like that. Oh, so you watch the first half from like the sky? Yeah, so we'll go up there, and almost always uh, Tim Hart comes by and Tim Holt. Tim, Tim Holt, Holt yeah. yeah, Tim Holt comes by and you know tells us what's what uh-huh. the newest stuff, and that's kind of neat. And we also get to speak with the players that are in the the suite right next to that. The, the injured players. Yeah, the injured players are there. We get updates from them. There's a cranky old guy in a wheelchair who always kind of says, oh, no, you can't talk to those guys. <laughs> but, so yeah. you're an insider. Yeah, well, I feel connected. You know, that's it's neat. I, you know, like you said, we got invited to the uh, Alan Marcia. Yeah. Oh, I see uh, maybe McGinley up there. And yep, McGinley, I see him. Give McGinley a piece of your mind. Yeah. And- Paul McGinley's been the coach at Trinity University oh. for maybe 30 years. He was an ex-team, ex-teammate. Yeah, there you go. There's he, another he, one to he add pl- to He him. played on international. Yeah. Mm. What a player he was. Mm. Um, and maybe that was the last uh, college soccer game I saw was something over at Trinity. Yeah. That, I, I gonna, love their little... I was going to share. I've been to probably one a year. I wish. I always think I should go more. Yeah. It's just such a great little setup. I it's went a, to an Incarnate Word game, not... 
not more than a year and a half, maybe two years ago, when um, when there was the the coach at the time was playing with international, and um, and uh, it looked like there was about three, two or three players on each team that were really skilled, and then all the rest were just really good athletes. And that's looked like that looked like what college soccer is. But like when I've seen it on TV, yep. you know, uh, that's kind of that kind of looked like what college soccer was. I mean. Big picture, he didn't like it. It, it. He didn't want to go back. No, I mean, but I wasn't there to like. I wasn't there to like, you know, sign the next diamond in the rough or anything no. like that. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't. You know, when, when we're so spoiled these days, getting to watch Real, like yes. Real Madrid and PSG were on CBS at two o'clock today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so there, there is that. So when we ask if it's relevant, it's it's difficult to put it in perspective. I think. Because we get to see so much relevant yes, soccer, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's so why MLS doesn't look so good when you <laughs> watch. Yeah, it. but I mean that goes just like with the English guys that we used to know. Say, well, oh, it's SASFC, it's Scorpions, it's second division. But I'd always say, well, it's the best thing in town. Yeah, that's right, it I is, mean, and it, it is, and you, yeah, better than any college for so sure. I can go watch Trinity. Two minutes from my house. Yeah, it's a great experience. It is relevant to me, Trinity, but is UIW? Meh. And you said you were talking about Division One programs in Texas. I think UIW is a Division One right. well, school and, now. And also, we're also blessed, like, or you know, spoiled in that we got to see last year the, and you probably got to ref some of their games. The number one high school team in the United States of America, Lee, Lee High School, yes. right, Dave? Yes, I did. That's and we, yes. haven't talked, we haven't talked about like. Oh, your, your refereeing ref, career. Your referee yes. Yes. <laughs> Talk about that. My referee. When Are you, you our secret referee consultant? <laughs> I could be. When did you decide that you wanted to start refereeing, Dave? When you know, only only that? only three years ago. I had refed in the past here and there, but I was never like in official referees group to be a high school ref you have to join a group and i think to be a, a ussf ref that refs the sunday games you just have to get a license and show up and get paid was jason anno running the high school referees when you first got into it he, I, I don't know if he was running it but he's a a big shot he, com- <laughs> he comes and gives talks and everything another former international legend yes 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 <laughs> not a fan but that's all right so ten, you, ten so, years and hundred pounds ago. So do you, sorry, do you, Jason. <laughs> do you do you enjoy watching? Do you enjoy refereeing high school games? I do very much, very much. It's uh, and and some of the games I ref are very raw. You know, uh, seventh and eighth grade girls who had never played before, just booting and that. But it's still there's a. Or you could get the number one team in the country. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I, I refed uh, uh, Central Catholic the last year that. Uh, Jose Gallegos play. Ooh. Uh, got to rough a game there. It was neat. They're, they're in stadiums like two blocks from my house, so it was really as, neat. As a referee, did you catch yourself being a spectator sometime and realizing, man, this kid's so good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of getting caught up in the yeah. – getting caught up in well, it? Well, we, yeah. All the refs there knew knew about him. Uh, he already had a, a reputation in high school, and that team was – they were number one. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I asked everyone within earshot this: How many Jose Gallegos are there out there? You know, I, I heard that question, and I think there are many potential ones. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think there's all kinds of good talent. 
in San Antonio. You know, everybody thinks Houston and He's pretty Dallas. special, though. He is. We can't he discount is. that. I, no. have a, I have a question that's kind of along the same lines. Has soccer in your 40 years or almost 50 years or whatever, 50 years of being around soccer in San Antonio, has it grown in a good way? Has it grown in a way that, that you think is the best way? Like, I, I guess a good way, yes. A good way. a good way, yes. The best way, probably not. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it, it's all over the city. There's, you know, the places I never go see, which like the far west side. There are some big clubs out there now. You know, it used to be uh, kids soccer was all around McAllister Park. You know, for the longest time. Uh, but yeah, there's. All kinds of activity all around the uh, city, and there's some big uh, clubs, you know, like Classics Elite, and there's you know several like that, and then there's the SAFC uh, Academy. So there's plenty of opportunities for good kids to play. A lot more than probably fifty, certainly fifty years ago. Probably a lot more than ten or twenty years ago. Yeah. When, you, when you first got involved in like the youth, was it? Was it pay to play like it was now, or was it just volunteer guy? Was it volunteer guy? Like, did for, you did you did you always did you ask for money, Dave? Like when you when you were going to coach a team? Yes, for, for the most of, part, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I love that sound negative. And I'm most of the times, it was there was a dad who wasn't getting paid, who was the manager of a team, you know, and that was even before I got into with the Lions or or, or some of these. Uh, I coached with the Classics Elites. Uh, even those teams had a, a volunteer manager who, you know, kind of kept things going. Uh, yeah, but I always got paid. Hmm. It was it was a second job. It was real important uh, financially for me to really? to do that. Yeah, at the time, yes. Which teams like coaching youth? Yeah, huh. you know, I would typically make, you know, good money for that time. You know, somewhere between at the start maybe twenty five dollars an hour. At the end, maybe $50 an hour, you know, for going out and training kids, doing something that's fun and good exercise. So it was a a great sort of second career for me. I mean, you, you paid me when I when I coached for you. I mean, I, all those beers that I spent and <laughs> drank at Fatso's, you know, when I was in law school. Where did you coach for him? Uh, when I was in law school, and I was playing with him. I coached his son's team. Oh, yeah. And we, we had one team, and... And I know Dave probably had a couple of other teams going at the time, so I would kind of run things, and Dave paid me. And I don't remember what it was, but but it was exactly what it was like having a work study job for me, like like what I had in college. You know? Do you have questions for us, Dave? You're a. We haven't mentioned this. You're one of our avid listeners. I I, I definitely am. I'm trying to. I, set I listen to every show. Whoa! Every show. Every show. Thank you, sir. I'm trying to set up. Uh, uh, Another preseason event with our first listener, but you may be our most dedicated listener. And a lot of times you give me feedback, and I, I relate it to Clayton. We had some sound problems earlier in your... Uh... Well, you, you, had, you, remember that? you had some technical gripes about our sound quality, but, you know, now with the pandemic, you've learned what recording at home is like. That's right, that's right. And it's right. not as easy as recording at the KSVM studio. Yeah, that's right. Are you, are you back in studio? You know, this last weekend, I got my first chance to go in, not live, but I recorded my show at the studio. Okay. I've been doing it at home in my bedroom. I uh, really wanted to do this show there, Dave. You know I did. Yep. Well, I would say nobody's doing any shows there right now. I'm just saying the three of us could, could, in, there. Could, oh, could, could in there. Could Matthew and I get a spot through KSYM if we wanted to, if we wanted to just 
have access to their technical, like to their technical, like you know, the microphones and the just the better recording. Well, yeah. Do you have to be a student, or do you have to have like what's? I would say you know the the way you would do it, and I'd be happy to help you ask these questions when when they get things up and running again. I think there will be no yes answer right now, but at some time I would go and ask them and see if they would be interested in. Uh, you know, it's this kind of content. Because there's no, right, there's no sports show or Let me give you like an that. example. There's a woman who's probably in her 50s or maybe 60 who runs a, pro, a weekly program on sex. Yes, that's yes. Okay, and so she's not a student. She came up with the idea and pitched it, and they thought it would be the right content. So, you know, I think it's, it's, it's not impossible, but at this time, uh, you know. Do you think there's a market for it? Yes, sure. I mean, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. I, well, I'm, the, I mean, I'm the one who listens all the time. Well, but you you have. I mean, how many listeners do you think you have? Like that, on, a, on a KSYM. I, I have no idea. Oh. But I but you I don't know. I, I don't think it's knowable. I think. I'm sure they know. Yeah. They've gotta. Yeah, and you know, if if they have that information, they don't share it with me. I I would love to know. You know, when I used to do the live show. I'd get calls all the time, so I'd get some feel for right. how many people people are listening. Now I get... You, you know, get calls I, from people say, hey, will you play this song for me or something like that, right? Like you dedicated something to your friends in Almas Park. I heard you the other day. <laughs> we, had, we had a guy call me and tell me, you know, this when I did it live, I used to do the weather. And so, I said, oh, man... Over here on uh, Bitters Road, it's it's starting to rain right now. You know, it's, okay, thanks. <laughs> well, and and I'll tie it back to soccer and the type of music you play and stuff like that. There used to be a great little bar back behind where we played, back behind Rotama, no. called the Cibolo Creek Country Club. No. Okay, right? Remember the Cibolo Creek Country Club? Yeah, Deer Crossing. Not the Deer Crossing. Not, was well, Deer Crossing would get good. You get Ger- Geronimo Trevino yeah. was that was their local house act there, right? But Numerous times we would go, and after we would play at Rotama, we'd go over to Cibolo Creek Country yep. Club afterwards and hear, you know, Joe Ely there on a Saturday or Sunday, or, you know, Peter Rowan or something like that. And, you know, like, I, I just I have so many great memories of playing out at Rotama on those fields with the polo, with the, yeah, the, polo, with the big polo, st- polo stands, and then going over to this little bar and... And you know, like that's that's Porto San Antonio. It was right kind there. of a golden age of uh, men's soccer. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah, in some ways. Yeah. So I have a I have a question, and this well, I have a couple, but um, look, could you put together an all star team of your fifty years of playing and coaching here in San Antonio that would compete against San Anto- against the current SAFC squad? Yeah, yeah. Let's, talk, let's, let's bring in, it in back their, in their prime. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You put we'll together probably half of them are on that page. Well, <laughs> I'm just. Do you do you think you could? And like, you don't need to rattle off names yeah. and go into I, I think individual. I, I, I think I could take a stab at it, but it would be hard to do on the fly right now. But do you think there's been that enough talent, like in your years of here in San Antonio, that could be competitive against? Yes. You know. Yes. 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 Right. I think so. I mean, he eight time. Eight in a row, state over thirty yeah. champs. You know, uh, building up to that, we lost in the finals a couple years before we had that run, and the teams we were losing to uh, were like this team from Austin that had players that played in the Bundesliga. Do you remember uh, 
the coach up there, uh, and I think he just passed away recently, uh, used to play play in the business league. I'm sorry I don't have his name. Coach of what? He was a youth soccer coach. He ran a club up there. Oh, the guy that ran the Austin, um, the Austin Flyers or the Austin his name. Aces. Anyway, um, he was in Wolf, it was Wolfgang, Wolfgang something. Yes, yes. Wolfgang Wolf, Sunholtz. Yes, yeah. there you go. Boom. He was on. He and had several other German players on the team that beat us. And like in Austin Capitals, he was the head of the Austin yes. Capitals. Yes, there we go. Boom. And, and that was that was a hell of a team there that had all those, you know, Bundesliga players. Huh. What are you looking forward to for this season? Uh, SFC, uh, yeah, 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 FCFC. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy. Can I answer first? <laughs> yes, three goalkeepers <laughs> at once. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Well, I think there's some continuity, maybe more than in the past years. That already gives me a good feeling. You know, we're not going to have to say who's this and who's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might put us a. Uh, a leg up on competition, at least early on. I, I am worried that we lost 6-0 to, to Dallas this last weekend. But I read the... I went on and I actually saw some highlights from Dallas's... Web, I went to Dallas's website, FC Dallas's, and their goal scorers were Jesus Ferreira, who plays for the U.S. Men's yeah. National Team. He had a hat trick. And Paxton Pomichol. Good. He's there. And then uh, Paul Ariola. U.S. Men's National yeah, Team yeah. player as well, so it wasn't like it wasn't like we were getting throttled by you know a bunch of no names. You no, know, like, but yeah. counterpoint, you know, last year or two years ago, we lost to them three to two at home. Yeah, it's a big change. And, and Jose Gallegos schooled Reggie Cannon a couple of times yeah. and stuff like that. So I do have some worries, but obviously, and it's something that we talk about a lot: the continuity that you get in a USL, obviously, and we talked with Hayden about it last week, that there's just, there's guys out there that are in their cars driving around trying to find a team, but, yeah. but we, but it looks like our spine is good, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we, we've signed, T- Tainer is back, PC is back, Abu is back, yeah. um, Patino is back, and stuff like that, it, but it's, it's going to take time for them to, to gel, right? You know? Yep. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Just getting back to the games, you know, God, those, year and a half we lost with covid was just horrible you know and even when we started going back it was kind of oh kind of weird for a while you know, you know what just like all soccer was weird the games in england were weird the games yeah. in germany were right. weird i mean was our first game last year full capacity no we started last year remember going like it Till was june it, right? it was just the season ticket holders oh, right yeah. it was just on one side yes and it was masked you chose your seats yes for like the first maybe month of the season it, think, was, it was i think it was choose, the first three months it was season ticket holders get on there and and say see pick which seats you want and like so maybe I, you get yours yeah. maybe you don't because they were spaced out how about that something to look forward to for the first time in three years yeah, we get to a normal season with regular games we know the date. You know, I just hope we start filling that place up a little more. That was my next question, Dave. Uh, I asked Hayden I'm, last I'm week, sorry. and I loved it last week. How do we? How could SAFC fill the stadium? Ideas. This is your chance. Yeah, boy. You know, Put it out in the, is you know, is it on them or is it on us? You know, that's what do the kids? What do the kids, the the kids say? Uh, when you put it in your brain and ha- manifest it, Dave. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think some of it's on. Some of it's on the club, but I, you know they need to advertise in a different way, maybe. But you know, some of it's the fucking supporter. 
fine, Dave. We, that's why we can't go on KSYM. That's exactly. That's why we can't. That's why we can't. Because Maddie hey, and I always drop one. If they'll let that's us on KSYM, I... I'll take the time to bleep them out. And it's going to be hilarious to hear the bleeps. The fucking supporters group. What? You know, they're almost non-existent. I know. They God. suffered with COVID, huh? I, I, I suppose. I, I'm not sure what the reason is, but I'm I'm very sad that our supporters group isn't better, and I think that's that's part of it. It's clear that they're they're not they're lower than they were before COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well they used to fill up at least part of that one end, yeah. and now they put them in the much smaller end. And their and, tailgates <laughs> last year were yeah. non-existent. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but we should supporters should do better. I don't want to be in a supporters group, but uh, I'm my own kind of supporter group. Yeah, no, that's an interesting, like, you've, have you attended U.S. Men's National Games over the years and stuff like that? Do, do you enjoy sitting with, with the people that are the supposed diehards? Uh, and are they diehards? We had that experience in the Jamaica game in Austin, right? We sat in the uh, Sam's Army or whatever they call them, and... It was interesting, but it was hard to watch the game. They sold me a damn ticket behind somebody <laughs> that's a yell leader, like yeah. in a yeah. raised up platform where I couldn't see. I didn't get to see the damn. Game. I want to cheer, but I don't want to. I don't want to be told. My time. I don't want to be told when to cheer and how to cheer. Yeah. Right? You know, it was a good experience for one game. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys weren't you with them in the? It's fantastic in, in Denver. The, it in was, Denver? and and here's it, and and I get it. Those people have a place, and when I say those people, I don't want. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. There's there's a spot for for the for those people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you know what? They should they and we we need them and we want them, but I they shouldn't be like the absence of them makes things seem. You know, less yeah. than less less than a uh, an event. Well, you know? on, on the other hand, I thought the regular crowd was uh, pretty good, especially towards uh, Hayden the end about of that. the season. Remember, I thought, remember Hayden yeah, talking yeah. about the electricity in the playoffs. Yeah. Do, do you think the general knowledge of soccer in in either the United States or San Antonio has gotten better oh, over, over the years? Hundred percent. Yes. Okay. All right. You know that, that's for sure, and uh, you know that was. One of the things is when I started coaching, you know, none of the dads had played soccer, or very, very few. Mm-hmm. And now most of the kids who play soccer now have had, a, you know, a parent or sometimes two parents that have played and, and understand the game. And that makes, I think, such a difference. Well, what about this? To talk about soccer, you used to have to find a foreign person <laughs> to talk about yeah, soccer. No. And now the three American dudes... <laughs> Sitting in a bar, and we talk about soccer, and we didn't even talk about you know the availability of uh, games to watch. Is it's this is the the best of times for watching soccer? You know, Clayton, maybe we should try to get a supporters group person on. We should. You, I, I don't have any pod. problems with that. You know, and because obviously, like Dave, you do your part. You sit in your seats and you help fill the stadium. You're there. You're committed. You're not an empty. I want to say, like, cheap tickets, but the tickets are already cheap. Money's yeah. not the problem. Yeah. The problem is people just don't fill them. It's so easy. It's almost too easy. I to mean, it, is it as easy as, like, they play in the middle of the summer and it's 103 degrees for, for kickoff for some games? Yeah. And, and, you know, probably that's something the United States need to think about is uh, joining Europe, playing in the 
fall and winter and spring. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. But that's yeah, that's a discussion for another day. Dave, are you going to Qatar? Are you going to Qatar? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'd really. Maybe fifteen years ago, I said I'm never going to miss going to another <laughs> World Cup, and then this one. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't go. Doesn't seem like it'd be that much. Maybe just fun. get maybe just get a few extra games when it's here in 2026. Yes, and it's in Canada, yes. U.S. and Mexico. Yes. Like try to get one in each of the three yes. different venues. Like get the, a yes. Canada, Go U.S. Game, oh, that, Mexico that, game. That that would be spectacular. Okay, to do I, that. I hope I'm not opening us up to too much criticism. But what would you like to see us do in the pod this year? Is there any format changes or uh, special things? Or? You guys, no, you. I like I like the way you do it. Um, uh, do we run too long? It's an hour. No, and and again, I, I most more than anything, I like. You know the breakdowns you do of the SAFC. That's to me the most interesting stuff on the on the pod is how well you know the players and and how well you know you pretty much pay pretty good attention at the games and see things. That, One of us does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was great to have Hayden last week to give us some inside information on oh, the yeah. way that like the workings and contracts. Well, we always and stuff ask like about that. that, right? Because yes. we, yeah, because I mean we're we're just. Like we said, like we said, Matthew Cardoni was retiring, and then, and then he signs the the next the next day. What do you, what do you think is going on with that, Dave? Like the fact that they they now have three goalies. What it, yeah, like, that, that's a head scratcher. Uh, <laughs> you can't have too many goalies, I guess. But is that probably the first question you're going to ask Holt when you see him up there when you get your first cocktail? Tim, what are you doing, guy? I, I'd sure like to see all of them. I, I've only seen well, I've seen two of them, and I've only seen the. Uh, second guy briefly. I've never seen the, the third Colombian guy. guy and Cardoni played in the in the Dallas game. Far did not far did not play. Okay. So do, do you think that there? Do you think yeah. it's? Do you think USL has got like to the point where we're like withholding uh, an asset no. that another team could no. use? And no. Like, <laughs> no. Am I am I thinking too much into? Am I putting too much. too much into it? Yeah. Maybe someday we're gonna find out the answer to that. But right now. Uh, yeah, it's it, it is a head scratch. I bet you one of them's gone before the season starts. Bam, bold photo prediction. That would not, yeah, that's okay. not, a, not Dave, a. Dave, have you ref refereed any of the um, SAFC like club? No, uh, their their youth. No, their youth, I don't. Their youth I, games? I don't ref USSF, okay. so that that's what I would have to do. Uh, this high school is just about right for me. I don't want to do it all year. I don't want to uh, make it my career. It, in fact, I I tell the refs that I have a doctor's orders that I can't do more than two days <laughs> days per week because otherwise they'd give me four or five. How how much nights. are you looking forward to refereeing one of Matthew's games and being able to card him at some point at some point in time during the game? Like have have those thoughts crossed your mind? <laughs> I think it'd be very fun. Well, I did referee one of Matthew's games. Yeah. Uh, oh, did his, his preseason. Yeah, you uh, played in it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, th- that was off the books. You know, like uh, I've learned that in in high school refereeing, as long as you say "sir" before the sentence, you can say anything. That's you right, want. You, no, sir. That was the worst call I've ever seen yeah. in my whole career. Yes, you're, you're right. Just say yeah. sir. But I, I did like the fact that Dave, like Shattuck, was obviously stalling for time because he didn't have enough players. Yeah, to, yeah. To, he didn't have the players that he was looking for, and you weren't putting up with any of that, Dave. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. To, to let my to let my team just pound on his team for for a while. Thank you for that. Yeah, I don't think it would have made much difference. But <laughs> are we going to do free kicks this week? I mean, where are we at on time? We got about five minutes. I don't. I haven't. Uh, do you do you have one? I don't know, but we usually do. Dave, do you have one? 
No, you didn't ask me to prepare one. Yeah. Well, we didn't prepare them either. So, favorite uh, San Antonio soccer memory of yours, Dave? Oh, let's each do one of those. How okay, let's that? do that. Boom. How Free kicks that? brought to you by Trevino Tile. For three generations, Trevino Tile been taking care of your tiling needs. I was just over with Mr. Trevino. He helped us out with our new cards. All listeners, we have new cards this season that we are going to distribute. There's a schedule on the back. So it's so so if SAFC gets cheap and doesn't give you your uh, magnet, your refrigerator magnet, we've got that taken care of for you. <laughs> and thank you, Willie Trevino, sponsor, for taking care of that for us. I have a prediction of your San Antonio soccer memory, Clayton, because I know what you're going to say. Mm, go ahead. But I don't even know what I'm going to say. No, you go I, ahead. No, I don't know. Oh, I, I already I, know. I, I don't know. Go. Dave, are you ready? Go ahead. I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll throw out a pretty good one. Uh, the one year we had a NASL early NSL team uh, with Bobby Moore on it. Oh, the uh, San Antonio Guns. No, no, this no, was, that was uh, it's USFL San Antonio team. Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. And we actually had Pele come and play a game in the Rock Pile, Alamo Stadium. Yes, they were playing their games in the ideal soccer stadium yeah. in a lot of ways. But yeah, so Pele was. Got to play in that game. It was spectacular. I got to meet him. Got Where were you at that game? I was in the stands. I had tickets. I had tickets. Sold out, you think? I think it was. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Pele in San Antonio. That's good. That was neat. I, and I got to go to re, a reception before the game, and he was signing autographs. It was neat. Met the man himself. Uh... Go ahead. Honorable mention to Rafa Castillo's bicycle kick, which was <laughs> spectacular. Oh, yeah. But going to USA Mexico in the Alamo Dome. Ooh. Oh, it was that's a, right up there, too, pal. A yeah. friendly, and for me, as a teacher, amateur sociologist, like, ha- a third of the stadium was rooting for the USA. And that was me, and that was you, <laughs> and it was probably you. And we had a tailgate, and we were fucked up. And then a third of the stadium was rooting for Mexico, and they had a tailgate, and they were fucked up, and it was great. And then the people right—they were right next to me, like four seats down. And then there was the middle third, and this was like Grandpa's Mexican, <laughs> kids are American. <laughs> I was born here, but Grandpa's right there. Like my dad's right there, and my dad's rooting for Mexico. A mixed family. <laughs> I was born here, and my kids were born here, and my kids live in Helotus or whatever. And it was like with each goal, you could just see the internal the conflict in Beast the mode stadium. Scored, Beast mode. Jordan Moore scored his first goal for the U.S. national yeah. team. Yeah, two nil. I think Dos Acero yeah, was, was the final score. Acero. Yes, it was. And just the the stadium was like two thirds American fans and two thirds Mexican <laughs> fans. Right. Yeah, there were four thirds. Four thirds yeah, in that it stadium. It was crazy. That wasn't that was an amazing one. That was. What's yours, Clayton? Man, I think, and this you got me on this because I hadn't th- prepared this at all. <laughs> Um, I mentioned one, and this is a youth thing. This is me just at memories of my father and my brother uh, walking to Almas Basin and watching. The, there's a women's tournament that's an official Fiesta event that I had forgotten that, that Dave mentioned earlier when we weren't when we weren't recording. And going with my father and my brother and us walking and getting ice cream during Fiesta and going and watching these this women because. The women would fight every single game, and they were great fights, and my dad loved it, and he would be drinking on the sidelines, and we would just be sitting there eating our ice cream, and we loved every. But my 
I think mine is. Playing, oh, oh, wait, wait. That was your runners-up? That was your runners-up? Yeah, that was my runners-up. Yeah, it's playing on the mayor's team yeah, in the Alamo Dome. There we go. There we go. I won the first and only mayor's cup where, where international old boys, legends, whatever our name, we played in the Alamo Dome against the mayor's team when Mayor Ed Garza was trying to get an MLS team here yes. and Dave Gilliam, who yes. used to play with us, he's right here in one of these pictures, um, I even was, drew the Alamo Dome on you, that sticky was, note. You like, did. You did. He was spearheading the operation, trying to get. And I had heard back then the franchise.